Hey guys, editing stuff I here. If you remember, I cut last week's episode a little bit short, so that means this week's episode will take up right where we left off last time. I hope you enjoy this episode of He's a Rubber What? You know how both Zoro and Sanji in the beginning, when they were like, when they first made it to Little Garden, they were like, okay, let's see who can catch the biggest prey or whatever the hell. They were like fighting, they are like, no, this one's bigger, no, this one's bigger, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, we find out that the two giants were fighting over whose prey was the biggest. I just thought that was the cutest thing. I was like, oh my god, it's a little, <laughs> little tie-in. I yeah. To mention that. No, no, that's definitely, I wanted to mention that as well. Oh. It definitely shows that like, maybe Zoro and Sanji's relationship is not as like one-dimensional as we think it is. Like, yeah. these giants are like bestest of friends, For but they're also, years. yeah, but yeah. they're also like rivals, right? Mm-hmm. So that's it kind of, for me, it showed more about Zoro and Sanji than it did about the giants. Yeah. that That's why I like that part, because Zoro and Sanji are not just like they hate each other. They're just like this they're like not, friendly competition. Yeah. Like, if they wanted to duke it out, they could have duked it out, but they're mm-hmm. like, let's let's go and catch some prey, you know? Let's yeah. see who's the macho manly gets the... <laughs> and in the end, they still took both prize and they're like, okay, let's just eat them. Yeah. It was, just, it was just so cute. I love their friendship so much. It's, it's so definitely cute. more of a friendship than it is of yeah. a rivalry, but I really do like it when they fight. Yeah. It's it's just so funny. I'm going to tell the audience. I'm talking to the audience right now. So when me and Hawa, we watch stuff, I laugh more than she does <laughs> at stuff, and I feel like maybe I'm not supposed to laugh at some things. No. But then when we talk about it, you're like, oh, that was hilarious. But you don't laugh <laughs> when we watch it. You and your sister do this. It's really, like, it creeps me out. And it's like, maybe I'm laughing too much. But also my sister was talking about how I was asking her how she liked the podcast. And she's like, I like it because it shows, like, a different perspective. Like, me and her, we watched this show when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So whenever we watch it again, we're like, we're kids again you know we're like 10 or 12 we're in that mindset right but you're watching it as an adult so you definitely have that different perspective so like i definitely laugh harder at things that you wouldn't laugh as hard at because like i'm i'm being like a kid again right so there's i I wanted to talk about that dynamic a little bit like why don't you laugh (laughs) i don't know honestly i do notice it like when i when we're watching something i'll have like a smile like little smile on my face and then you're like right next to me cracking up and i enjoy (laughs) it I love it I don't know why I don't I'm like that with a lot of shows there's rarely ever like there's no shows that I can think of that have made me actually bust out laughing what continuously I mean yes like it's always sunny in Philadelphia has done that uh Brooklyn 99 but it's never like as long as you I would the most a show will get out of me is (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. What? I don't know. Ow. And then when I'm talking about it later, I'm like, yo, did you watch that episode? Oh my god. So, and I'll laugh about it. But when I'm watching something, I don't know. I just don't ever. So in conclusion, how is a psychopath? <laughs> that's a fair conclusion to come to, honestly. I'm not going to hold you again. Okay, so about that. Sorry about that side. No, you're fine. No. What else do we need to discuss? Did you like the fights between Usopp and... Ka- oh, you said you didn't like Karu, the duck. Oh. Do, you, do you like Karu now? Like, he, he fought with them and he, like... No? I mean, I don't know. I don't really... No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> How? He was like, okay. they were like, tell us where Vivi is. And he was like, no. And they beat him up, remember? Yeah, that was cute. But... <laughs> 
picture is cute. Yeah. No, you how was a psychopath, loyal. guys? His loyalty was cute. I did like how what was loyalty cute. I think <laughs> I think what I think what ruined my possible like admiration for the duck was when Usopp was trying to save like Nami and Vivi and Zoro on like the spinny thing, um, and he started running. The duck was supposed to run with him, but the duck was running away from Usopp too. And I'm sorry, but I don't. A part of me is just like, mm, you know, the duck wasn't even trying to protect um, Vivi. He was just so dumb. He didn't understand what they were asking. He's so dumb. I hate him. I hate him. Like, he was supposed to run. You did this with Nami, and you were so wrong, man. You are good. You are good. <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyways, what do you? So Usopp basically saves the day. I feel like Usopp saved the day in this arc. If it wasn't for yeah. him, Luffy wouldn't be able to fight Miss Golden Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wouldn't have saved everybody from the candle service. Um, but like, what did you think about that? Like him? I loved it. I being loved the MVP. It. I feel like Usopp deserves that title a lot more. I don't know why. Like I want usopp to just constantly maybe it's because he's like the underdog right now and i know for a fact i mean i actually don't know this for a fact because like i haven't spoiled it for myself but i can see it i know it's going to happen usopp is going to be super strong soon and he's not going to be the underdog anymore but as of now i just want like the next couple of like arcs to just end with usopp being a badass because he deserves it i mean obviously like i want everybody to have a little sprinkle of yo that was dope good on you but i want usopp to constantly come out on the top until it's like secure in the fact that he is he's what he wants to be like Mm -hmm. i want i think maybe it's because i'm i i like him too much right now but i (laughs) want him to just like prove himself because he's been working so hard especially during this arc i feel like you said like it was it was the catalyst for him i feel like it was the moment where he was just like this is what i want to be i want to be like these giants i want to be strong i want to be a brave warrior even though he's been saying that he's slowly but surely making his way into doing it and i just I love it so much. I love a good underdog story. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited for him. And I was super happy to see that he made it out. Made everybody survive. Yeah. Okay. Here's my last question about this arc. What did you think about Luffy having that hunch in the end? Because in the end, Mr. Three, he makes a bunch of versions of himself. Mm -hmm. And then Miss Golden, we colors them. So Luffy can't tell who's who. He can't tell who, where Mr. Three is when they ran away at the end. Mm -hmm. What did you think about him having like that hunch and then him just punching like the real Mr. Three? I honestly, 
I don't even, I didn't think about it. I mean, I saw it and I was like, what? That's so cool. But I didn't think about like how come Luffy knew. Just because like, I really do feel like it was just a hunch. Mm -hmm. Like, Luffy is smart. There are moments where he, he's just like, he has those little spells of like wisdom and whatnot. And like you said, he has like really high emotional intelligence sometimes. But, or no, he doesn't. He does. He, I mean... I don't know. I feel like he's he's smart, but I also, a part of me just feels like it was just a hunch. And he was just like, let me just punch this <laughs> and see what happens. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he has, like, this third eye and he was just like, I can, I can see right <laughs> through you. Or maybe one of, a lot of them, the paint was smudged and we couldn't see. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's uh, good thoughts. Okay, we finished the arc with the crew getting the meat from the dinosaurs from Zoro. Oh, we didn't she talk about Sanji. Sanji. Yes. yes, Sanji found the hideout. <laughs> what did you think about Sanji being like basically uh, Mission Impossible Tom Cruise? He was. I was okay. So when everything was unfolding, like with the candle surface, surface, the candle <laughs> surface, and all of them like being trapped and like right. trying to get out. So literally Sanji everybody's dealing nowhere. with that, and yeah, Sanji's he's like nowhere. Like he's nowhere to be found. And then finally, he's just like, "Oh, what's this little candle thing?" And it's like, "Yeah, because um, it was the hideout for the Barak Works, Mister Five and Mister right. Three, and their partners. They had a candle house, basically. Yeah, and there was um a snail. So, do you know like what the snails are? Yeah, they're like so they're it's like they're telephones. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. So they're called denden mushi, which I don't know what it means in English, but um, that's what they're called. And they're basically like snails that have like radio signals. Yeah. So that's so how. Cool. So the people took it and like made it into like a communication device. And I don't know if you remember, but I thought that the eyes had something to do with it because it is a snail, and the eyes were like pretty. Creepy. You can't see through, but yeah, like the I the snail kind could. of mimics whoever's talking through the yeah. phone, right? I really wish there was a way for like, even though this would have turned out horrible for them, but it would have been really cool for the eyes to be utilized too, because it's just like the gang could have taken it, and like you know what I mean. Like I feel like it would have been really cool, but nonetheless. Sanji really w did a whole little Mission Impossible. He like <laughs> infiltrated that. He's like, yeah, I am Mister Three, and you have no idea otherwise. Like, yeah, it was super cool. He he completely just destroyed their plan with mm -hmm. one phone call, and it didn't even know what was happening outside. Right, he was just like I need to get this done, basically. Which mm -hmm. was really cool. Oh, what I really liked is that it showed us a little bit of Crocodile's personality because mm -hmm. Sanji at first says he's like, oh yeah, I've taken care of the Straw Hats. I killed them all. I, he's impersonating Mister. Or three mm -hmm. and then the the otter and the vulture the unluckies mm -hmm. he mr uh, crocodile sent them to the island to com confirm that he did actually kill them and right. sanji doesn't know anything about the unluckies or anything about the system of the bark work so he's like who the hell are these animals he, he called the otter like a weird chicken or yeah. something no he called the, the vulture <laughs> yeah he's like what's this weird monkey it's like it's a like you know secret like how do you I'm not know <laughs> sanji's so stupid um anyway so he defeats the unluckies and crocodile heals it from the other end yeah. and he's like what was that ruckus and he's like oh it was one of the straw hats i thought i had taken care of them but i didn't but now i've taken care of them and so crocodile was like so basically you lied to me and he's Which like uh, an insane <laughs> to jump to, but and sanji's like yeah you could put it that way if you if you <laughs> if you really need to <laughs> 
<laughs> you wouldn't believe it. And he's like, okay, thank you for the report. And then he hangs up and he doesn't let him know. Like, if this was the actual Mr. 3, Mr. 3 probably would have been, like, freaking out right mm-hmm. now. But then he, like, set him, he said, he's like, okay, good job. And he, like, hung up. And then he goes to Miss All Sunday and he's like, kill him because he lied to me. So insane. I what? mean, that's a perfect villain. <laughs> that's a perfect villain. Yeah. Um, insane. Jumps to conclusions. <laughs> like, once complete loyalty, even if there's, like, a speck of doubt, you're done. I love that. Yeah. It's insanity. <laughs> I love it. So I'm excited for him. Um, And then Sanji totally gets... Because the unluckies were going to give... Mr. Three, an eternal post Alabasta. Mm-hmm. And remember, if you remember, the giants were like, when they finished the fight, the giants were like, oh yeah, you guys have to wait here for like a year to set the log post. And they're like, we can't wait here for a year. Like, Alabasta's gonna go into civil war and like, we wanna continue on our journey and whatever. And even Luffy, when remember a few back in the Barity, he's like, work for me for a year. And he's like, no. <laughs> like, I've been waiting long enough. I wanna go I on my know. adventure. The fact that he got the eternal pose, he he tricked the organization into thinking that the straw hats were done for and he also tricked the boss into killing one of his own like that with like he didn't even know that he did that so yeah. that was pretty cool definitely sanji should be a character in one of the mission impossible <laughs> sequels because he just unknowingly defeats everything. he's like oh that's what it was. Oh, okay. yeah. um so i really i really like that little and espionage and he just like comes he's like yeah i have like <laughs> Everybody, yeah, everybody has come to terms with being there for years. Like, yeah, it's like, it's oh, here it is. Oh, they all like their mouths are on the yeah. floor. I love it. Oh, it's too good. Also, another gentlemanly quality because they burned because they burned the candle service. Nami's shirt like gets burned and she has yeah. to take it off. And so Sanji was like, oh my god, you look so cute. And she's like, shut up. And he's like, no, it's okay. Like, wear my jacket. Yeah. You're going to get a gold. And I was like, you're gen- you're the real yeah. gentleman, Sanji. <laughs> so uh, it's, that's really it. And then they all go, ah, with like their mouths drop. And he's like, oh yeah, I also did this. And I also did this. And I also did this. They're like, what? <laughs> all we did was like fight a bunch of agents. Like, yeah. So basically they're, they're at the perfect level. Like nobody's chasing them anymore because they think everybody's thinks they're dead so they're at the perfect uh stage to go in and go to alabasta basically without having to worry about crocodile and all his subordinates and all that stuff before they set sail is a little bitty problem that we didn't know about but the giants knew about yeah and the giants were thankful that they helped them through this endeavor so they were like you guys just keep going straight and we'll we'll help you out when you need help (laughs) and um a giant goldfish eats them. So this is the part that I was super upset with myself because I didn't remember. But um, if you guys remember, uh, Safa told us basically in the beginning that Usopp's lies do sometimes come true. Like the ones that he told back in his island. I forgot what his village Sears was village. Yeah. But um, his lies, basically there was a lie where he was like, oh, I was like stuck on an island that was just the poop of a goldfish that was like super huge and this goldfish looked basically identical to the goldfish that was like shown in his lies and while I was watching it, I was like, oh my god what the heck, there's a goldfish and then Safa just kept like turning to me, I could see in the corner of my eyes, she was like turning to me turning to the TV, turning to me, turning to the TV and she's like, do you notice anything? Do you remember his lies? And I'm like, what are you? Oh my Oh my god 
and I was like, yo, that's really cool. So, yeah, so basically they get stopped by the school food. Well, they didn't, they weren't stopped by it. <laughs> For the second time in the Grand Line, they get eaten by a giant fish. Yes. <laughs> um, that's true. Their luck with the giant fishes is not really good. Not really good <laughs> they get eaten by the giant goldfish, and um, the two giants, they take their rusty sword and their rusty axe Mm -hmm. and they use an attack called uh emperor's attack or something it's um it's like a giant thing and it's so powerful that it cuts through the ocean as well as through the goldfish's stomach and they basically just like fly through it like the ship does and the goldfish is dead basically and Usopp's like in tears like he's like they cut the ocean itself he's just like (laughs) even more like enamored by their greatness that's one of his lies that came true they're setting sail yeah that's that's the end of the arc but also we got a little bit of do you want to talk about the The latest episode episode? that we just watched today just watched um the next episode Poor Nami's sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, we still don't know why. Is that. I think it is because of the weather. She's That's so what, good at mm, predicting the weather. But I think because of that huge, like... Cyclone? Yeah. She, it, it was so, I don't know, like, crazy that it just messed with her. I don't know. So basically, Nami gets sick, and we don't know from what. But Vivi says that, like, the most, like, the most people that get sick... For, from when entering the Grand Line is just like the change in weather, basically. Like they can't handle it. And so maybe she has that, but she's not sure. And she asks the crew, she's like, does anybody have any medical expertise? And then Usopp and Luffy just point to Nami and she's like dead right now. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Luffy's like, maybe if we just feed her meat, she'll like get better. (laughs) And then Sanji's like, uh, it's not a nutrition problem because when I feed Vivi and Nami, I give them the the best, the best of the best, and the I leave fresh. all the, I feed all the scraps to you, idiots. Yeah, <laughs> and he sounds offended. And Luffy's just like, well, it tastes good anyway. It's me, honest <laughs> to God, it's me. Like anytime I eat something, they're like, oh, you don't have that. Well, it's good. But um, so he's like, it doesn't have a problem with nutrition. He's like, I don't know what to give a sick person. Like, what are the symptoms? What is the disease? Like, I need right. to know. Like, I don't have the expertise. Right. So I can't do anything from my end. He's like, it's not a nutritional. He's like, well, we've ruled out that it's not a nutritional problem because Sanji is like the best of the best, right? right. And so Sa- the Luffy then asks, is it, is it really that bad to get sick? And then Sanji and Usopp are like, we don't know. We've never gotten sick before. <laughs> and there's like this uh, idiom or like this cultural thing in Japan where if you're like, if people... If people think that you're an idiot, then you never get sick. You never catch a cold. Like, you can't catch it because you're stupid, right? That makes me feel a lot better. I'm sure that was said to make people who are sick all feel a lot better. Like, you got it because you're smart. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's, like, why Sanji... Sanji... Luffy and Usopp are like they're idiots, so right. they never they've never caught a cold with their knife. And Vivi's just like, you guys are all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, what needs to happen is that they need to get to Alabasta as soon as possible because Nami saw a newspaper like before they entered the little garden that was three days, th- three days ago that said a lot of the pe- a lot of the soldiers from the army of the Alabasta Kingdom have defected and gone to the revolution. Mm-hmm. Vivi is like. I'm the only one that knows that Crocodile is stirring up all this trouble and these people, they've just changed this, the stakes at this point. The revolution has a chance to go and fight the kingdom now. It's like it doesn't make any sense. 
not that it doesn't make any sense, but she's just, like, super worried. Like, I can't, I have to go there as soon as I can, save everybody. Like, millions of people will die if I don't go. And Nami's like, yeah, you need to go. It's. I feel like Nami's coming from the fact that she had a village that she had to protect mm-hmm. and that her knowledge was the only way to get everybody to safety. Yeah. And so I think that's what. That's why she's so like, we need to go to Alabasta. We need she's to go to Alabasta. She's been so like, kind to Vivi. Even when, they first, she, when she first joined the ship and she was like, when she saw... Igarum um, explode. Yeah, dude with the hair. <laughs> she was When she saw that happen and she saw Vivi's reaction, she was just like, we need to focus. Like, I remember that because I feel like Nami knew that she had to be like a surrogate to her. Like she had to be that emotional comfort because she had that with her sister back um, in her home or whatever. And Vivi doesn't have that anymore. So I feel like even when she was sick, because she did end up getting out of bed and like telling them we need to change course because of the cyclone and everything. She was still putting herself at risk to protect Vivi and to get her to where she needs to be because I think she sees herself in Vivi. And I also did really like Vivi in this episode because like she has such a burden on her, but she's not like... It's so easy to make it about yourself. It's so easy to be like, oh my god, like I have to do this and that and that and that. But she's not saying it in a way where it's like, I can't believe this is on me. But it's more so like, I need to help my people and it's nothing to do with me. It's everything to do with them. Right. But the fact that she understands that this ship doesn't, it cares more about like their friends first right. than like a kingdom that they don't know about, right? Yeah. She's like the fastest. She's like, I know that the fastest way for this ship to get to Alabasta is to get Nami a doctor and cure her, basically. Yeah. And so she's like, Yeah, let's get Nami a doctor as fast as we can, and then we will go to Alabasta as fast as we can. And everybody's like, Hell yeah, let's do it. And then Nami's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean like, yeah. it's all my fault. And she gets all sad. I love how when Zoro, because everybody was below deck talking about how Nami was like, Zoro oh was gosh, up, above yeah. deck, and he was like, Yeah, we're going straight and he was doing like curls <laughs> dumbbell curls and then nami comes upstairs and she's like dude we're like off course and he's like what are you talking about we've been going straight this whole time <laughs> and then she's like no you have to follow the pose and he's like i was just looking at that cloud and it's still there so i don't know <laughs> she was like you idiot like clouds move and change and she was like i can't even talk to you right now <laughs> and then she like feels like the wind change and she's like we need to change course like right now even though it was nice outside and nothing's happening but she's like come on just change course and they do and then behind them all of a sudden a cyclone comes out of nowhere it's huge Mm -hmm. and it's like the ship's so tiny in the corner everybody's like oh my god we we almost went went into yeah and so vivi is very she's like it's so hard to predict cyclones in the grand line and she just did without like using math like she did it like she like sensed it with her body she Mm -hmm. didn't like do math or like uh, see the wind change it was like "Mm, it's 40 degrees to get you know nami definitely has a skill that's beyond normal navigators right and that's a good thing to have when you're in the grand line to be honest and now we are headed for another island that's not alabasta a doctor i'm very excited we're gonna meet a new crew member we have to (laughs) we're going to this next arc 
Well, we should just watch a couple more. Study <laughs> later tonight. It's no big deal. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's it. Do you, is there anything else that you want to talk about today? No, I think that's we covered pretty much all of it. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time on He's a Rubber What. <laughs>